0: I confess, every partner I've been with, except one, has been so great at sex that I wonder if I have low standards. (laughs) Or if my luck is going to run out. Ah! (laughs) High class problems. (laughs) This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please come back when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bed Post Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on August 21st, 2014. Ebony Stewart will share her personal struggles and triumphs on teaching sexual health in Texas. It ain't easy, y'all. Here is Ebony. I do a
1: lot of poems about sexual health and working with my students, and I know that some of you have had an opportunity to hear that, right? But I don't think that you really get the whole of what I do as a sexual health instructor, right? So this is going to be my idea of trying to give you that information um, with what I really say versus what I just be thinking. Yeah, so um, <laughs> so currently I teach uh, a grant-funded, evidence-based uh, abstinence plus curriculum called It's Your Game, Keep It Real. But that's a lie, because we don't keep it real, okay? We don't cover uh, masturbation, abortion, adoption, rape, homosexuality, or porn. And there's, I, yeah, I know, we got a lot of feelings about it. <laughs> Let me tell you why. So one of those reasons is because we live in Texas. Okay, have you forgotten? Um, <laughs> we live in Texas. So that's the first reason. The second reason it's because there's a lot of shame wrapped around those topics. Okay? And then the third reason is because we just fucking live in Texas. <laughs> so, uh, the basically, the curriculum has to be taught with fidelity, meaning I follow a script. Okay? I have to say what is on the paper. And if I want to make any ad- adaptations, I have to go through what is called a... Um, Get uh, approval, okay? And so it's like red, yellow, green stages. It's like a red light situation. And, um, so like topics like abortion, adoption, masturbation, rape, homosexuality, porn, those are in the yellow and red. Okay? And here's why. Because they are considered values responses. Okay? That's values information. Exactly. Who said that? Fuck that. I know that's right. That's crazy talk. Okay? So that's why I don't know some some of the shit I'm not really sure and they don't really answer my questions but <laughs> so uh because I follow a script right and I and I basically get 45 minutes with each class I have once a week so I have about I don't know three or four classes at one school I'm in two different schools I won't tell you which school because that ain't none of y'all damn business <laughs> talk to me talk to me afterwards I'll tell you uh, <laughs> sure that my students are getting the information that they need, like some of the easy stuff and the hard stuff, but I only have 45 minutes to get that in, okay? And so what I do is to answer those questions and make sure that those questions get answered, like, don't tell my boss, because uh, snitches get stitches. Okay? Shit, shit. Okay, so... But what I do is basically I plant a question in the box, okay? So I write the question and put it in the box. How else the fuck are they supposed to know? <laughs> because I remember when I was their age and I had questions and I didn't know how to ask them, or I didn't even know that that was a question I should have been asking, right? And I'm a student of life, so I got questions still, goddamn. So, all right. Um so basically after like 10 seconds of my students turning into Sherlock Holmes, they like want to find out who put who asked that question. I know it was you, I heard you talking about it, right? So after they like get through that, I'm like, hey, calm down. That's that's my real, that's my teacher voice. <laughs> no, that ass. Calm down. Um it doesn't matter who asks that question. I'm gonna answer the question. That's a really good question. Let's let's be respectful. Of whoever was brave enough To ask that question Huh Um. So I start with the easy stuff I start with masturbation Cause that's easy Here's why it's easy Because everybody do it Everybody um, And if you don't do it Why you lying though Better yet Like why are you depriving yourself Of sexual pleasure Huh It's like only the safest sex ever. And it's something that we've been doing in the womb. We was like, mm, yes. In the womb, you've been doing the shit. So it's like, it's natural. Everybody does it. and then and then there 's homosexuality, and I usually say homosexuality is when two people of the same sex are together as romantic or sexual partners, and remember we talked about vaginal, oral, and anal sex? Yeah, they can have sex that way too, right and that 's usually what I say, and if I get like a bunch of confused looks, i 'm like hey it's it's okay, you know that everyone loves and finds pleasure in different ways that's okay um, yeah, and I often wonder if that's a values response, right? Like, should I have told them that? I don't know. But I usually do a check-in, and I'm like, self, self, like, huh, is that a values response? Self be like, nah, you good. So that's really just how I live my life, too. I don't know. You should try it. Let me know how it work out. Um. So, so, but what I don't say is... um. I don't understand why anyone would have a problem with a person being gay or straight or however they decide to label themselves, right? Because that's like saying being being black is wrong. How the fuck is that? That black is wrong. I woke up like this. What the fuck? I am black. So that doesn't make sense. Stop policing people. Anyways. So, um, yeah. For real, so discussing discussing porn will get you like a few hundred giggles. Okay, they go into a giggle fest. It's like they whole bodies be, oh, Miss Ebony, please don't talk about it. I can't, I can't take it. Right. And and really, it's my boys' groups that have the biggest issue with it, and I have deduced it to the fact that maybe it's because some of my boys, which I'm almost, I'm almost real sure that some of my boys have fantasized about me. Okay, now. This is not to say I'm the shit. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's not to say that, but I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. Um <laughs> It's hot. Um <clears throat> So no, I'm 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 taking it from this standpoint because I remember when I was in junior high, I used to fantasize about this one teacher, Mr. Ramirez, fine ass. Um and, and he really wasn't a teacher, he was the ISS instructor, meaning in school suspension. So you had to get in trouble to go look at his ass. Oh, that motherfucker was fine. Oh Jesus. I had a few teachers that I Okay, so um, usually say, you know, pornography is a type of fantasy sex. It isn't meant to be a rule book or guide on how to have sex or what should be expected in regards to sex. Okay? And so depending on my group, like if it's my older group, my seventh graders, I usually say nobody got time to be fucking all day. Okay? I don't say fucking. I'm saying that to y'all because y'all are adults. I usually just say, no one has time. I don't know how y'all live in you life. But... <laughs> don't have time I mean I wish I could but there's a you know rawness I, I can't anyway people chafe uh. okay but then you know like there's the there's the harder stuff right and there's the harder stuff and it's hard because it, it affects all of us and it's about it's about our experiences and sometimes our experiences can't take away from what we what we say or what we try to teach right so um I usually say something like, rapist, any time someone is forced to have unconsensual, unconsensual sex against their will. And I don't, I don't really need to go much further than that. My students understand that. They get that. They know that, that rape is wrong. right? Um, I had a student one time ask me, uh, Miss Ebony, do, do rapists go to hell? And I, I wasn't sure how to answer the question. I don't know. right? But I wasn't really even concerned about heaven or hell. I was more concerned with if she's safe right is she safe is she okay why is she asking me this yeah and so after class i check in um and i and i show my concern and i give her an opportunity to avoid eye contact to say without saying to stare at me so deeply that everything freezes and then we both disappear you feel me but then when that doesn't happen i'm like okay all right i'm here if you want to talk right and then i I send her back to her, her next class um So sometimes when a mother or a family cannot provide for or give the baby the life they want, they make the decision to keep the baby but give it up for an adoption, meaning another family has an opportunity to take care of and raise the baby instead. Sometimes the birth parents get to have what is called an open adoption so they can still have contact and witness the coming of age of the child. Other times it can be a closed adoption. That can happen for many reasons. And my students are, are, are usually okay with this. It's, to them, it's it's sad, right? And there's still a bit of shame wrapped around it, but it's morally okay. And and the reason because of that is because abortion is bad, okay? My students, it's like abortion is bad. And my students say stuff like, um, Miss Ebony, that's really wrong for somebody to kill their baby. That baby didn't do nothing to them. That's just crazy to me how somebody could just take their baby's life. Stuff that my students say, and. This topic is by far the hardest topic for me because, one, religion seems to outweigh choice. Because, two, my morals don't get to make a decision about what's best for me and my life. Three, because I can't say that I got an abortion without the immediate look of pity or the follow-up feeling of shame attached to it. And, four, because I can't be proud of myself for doing what was right for me and my life. But what, what I say is um, some women make decisions based on what is best for themselves and their future. There are a lot of things that might factor in for a woman to come to the decision to have an abortion. I don't know if it's fair for us to judge a person based on what's best and most logical decision for them, but that's a lie. It's not fair. It's not okay, right? Um, but my students, especially my girls, can't help but look at me in an aggressive, aggressively shrinking way. The way they've been taught or the conclusions they've come to about abortion without fully knowing the question is hard because in my mind, I've already made this personal, right? It's already become a values response And in my mind, I've already went back to my teenage scared and confused self, my unknowing womanly girl body, my nervous and shrinking mouth and clothes, my baggy and hidden self, my disappointed and trying to starve whatever was in me out. I want to make this about me and other women who... Has felt the angry clam of shame, the ones who meet disgust instead of support for the women who pray, believe in God and say, if God is a God of forgiveness and love, then I'm forgiven, right? Then he still loves me, right? Or is your God so selective of what sins are more or less worse than others? I want to make this about me, but I can't, so I don't. And I want to say, you don't know shit about having sex for the first time and getting pregnant. Yeah, that shit really happens, but you wouldn't know that shit because you don't know shit. You you don't know what it's like to be sucked on or vacuumed out to bleed the leftovers of whatever was and what isn't. Abortion isn't like masturbation. It's not a turn-on. It's not sexy, right? You You don't know. What it's like to wake up empty, sad, and relieved. Nah. You don't know shit about shit because you don't know shit. You don't know shit about sacrificing yourself for yourself. Nah. I want to say that... You know, having an abortion doesn't make me evil or less of a woman. I want to talk about poverty and control and women's rights. I want to make this about me, but I can't, so I won't, right? And I'm I'm trying to think of something informative to say, something to make them a little bit more compassionate and just understand womanhood, right? But the bell rings. I only give 45 minutes with each class. Thank you so much. My name is Ebony Stewart. I appreciate you.
0: And then a black girl showed up. Ebony Stewart, a.k.a. the Gully Princess, is all things black, woman, and magic. She writes because she has to, teaches sex education for a living, and eats cupcakes for fun. Texas Raised, the South is in her. More at thegullyprincess.com. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of MiaOntop.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Sadie Smythe of That's com, and managed by Sarah Henry of O. Henry Events. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin at Innuendo Studios. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess for the past few months, our relationship has gone from kinky to vanilla. Wait, I know this is not. This is not where you think this norm. It's normally the reverse, right? Um, so we're having only missionary position sex. Wait, <laughs> it is the best sex both of us have ever had, and it keeps getting better every time. Now go. There is nothing wrong with Vanilla. There is nothing wrong with Missionary. No. And there's nothing wrong with Kink. And got, no, they, of course They, ha- they obviously yeah. had to switch it up. Yeah. I confessed, we destroyed the cruise ship cabin. <laughs> Our love was everywhere. The ceiling, walls, floor. Those poor housekeeping ladies... I hope you tipped well. (laughs) I confess, I had a one-night stand with a fella. I didn't get a repeat performance, but I totally would have. Instead, I recommended him to a friend. It took forever, but she finally had a romp with him, and she called me to thank me because... (laughs) He was even better than my glowing review. I can't wait to high-five her. Fuck, I want to high-five you both. Yeah. Come see me after the show.